Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 67 of Unfiltered. I am currently at Oxford. Um, I finally made it to my study abroad program after a month of living out of a suitcase. And I really wanted to sit down and record an episode about being alone and about traveling alone because I, for a little bit before the program, I was alone. Um, I went to Prague. I was in Paris alone for a bit. And I think it sparked a lot of thought. I think it led to a lot of good things. I think there were some parts of it that were challenging. But on today's episode, I just want to talk about all of it. And I'm excited because I think solo travel is something that everyone should do. Um, It's something that when I was younger, I can never fathom doing simply because I used to be that kid who, if I was out for a really long time, I would make sure to come back periodically and check in with my house and tell my parents where I was. I was very anxious if my parents left me home alone or if they left me somewhere alone, I would get really nervous. I didn't like when they would leave me in the car to go do an errand or something because I had this fear that they were going to leave me. Um, So when I was younger, I was not independent by any means. Like I was that kid who was nervous that I was going to be left alone. Um, (laughs) But I think something something changed when I when I grew up and I turned into the most independent person as soon as I started driving I was never home um I just really love doing my own thing and I think as I've gotten older I've there have been times of my life where I've lost that um times where I feel like I rely on other people a lot and and maybe too much but there have been times in my life where I really crave being alone and I'm not I don't know what stage in my life I'm in right now I think because the thing is is I'm at this program right and I'm meeting a bunch of people and so I kind of I kind of have to be social and 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 meet new people which I've been having a lot of fun doing but I will say that sometime around a couple weeks ago, or maybe a week ago, I was hitting this point where I really craved alone time. And so my solo travel came at a great time. um, And it really did wonders for me. And so today I just want to talk about the whole concept of that, traveling alone, doing things by yourself, um, particularly speaking on loneliness versus independence, loneliness versus independence. Um, Because I think there's a very blurred line between the two and I'm here to share all of my thoughts about it. Um, my favorites for this week, I just gotta say the coffee at Oxford is amazing. I have been loving iced lavender lattes with matcha. No, oh my god. Iced lavender lattes with oat milk and iced matcha lattes with oat milk. Um I today I had one cup of coffee at breakfast and then I went to this cafe I had an iced latte and then I had an iced matcha and I just got back from another cafe where I had an iced lavender latte so I am so caffeinated right now but I still sound tired so I don't know what's wrong with me but let's just say that my favorite of the week is caffeine um low moments I You know, I feel like I keep hitting you guys with the story times, but on my flight, so I was in Paris, then I went to Prague, and then I came back to Paris, and I flew from Paris, Charles de Gaulle Airport, to London Heathrow this past Sunday, which Sundays are always crazy travel days, but I didn't really think about that. So I am stupid and thought that my flight from Paris to London was at 1.30 p.m., But turns out it's at 7.30 a.m. And I think what happened is I booked this flight, I put it on my Google Calendar, and then the time zone changed. And so it, I thought it was 1.30, but it's actually 7.30 a.m. But I don't know why I booked a 7.30 a.m. in the first place. Like, why did I do that? Anyway, my Airbnb is an hour drive from the Charles de Gaulle airport. 
So, and I had took it, I had booked tickets to the top of the Eiffel Tower at 10.30 p.m. So I was like, okay, I can't go to bed at like nine. And even if I tried, I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. Um, so I ended up going to bed at 1 a.m. And I slept for two hours, got up, got an Uber to the airport, got there at like 4 a.m. For my 7.30 flight, mind you. I have this weird thing where I, I have to be at the airport really early. And so I basically got to the airport really early um, because I wanted to check in and sleep and do all these things. But the thing about airports in Europe are that they don't let you check in until two hours before your flight departs. So even if you wanted to be there early, you couldn't. In the U.S., you can check in very early. Like I would drop my bags off six hours before a flight. Um, but in Europe, they don't let you do that. And so that was fine. I was planning to wait an hour. Um, but they were having these technical difficulties and they didn't really explain what was going on, but basically they stopped checking people in as in they stopped letting people drop their bags off. And that caused a lot of problems because there were so many people there everyone was grumpy. It was early. Everyone was tired and annoyed. And they basically made this announcement where they were like, because we are having difficulties, we will be suspending check-in momentarily. Um, They suspended it for two hours. So basically, I got there super early, but I, I waited in line for another two hours. There was an entire mass of people in the airport because Everything was getting congested by the entrance. And I I was lucky because I got there early, but a lot of people missed their flights. And it was just horrible. Like, why? I've never experienced check-in being completely suspended. Like, there had to have been something really wrong because that is a fundamental part of being at the airport. Um, and so, basically, I... Eventually, they started checking people in, but they didn't. You know how you get to the airport and when they check you in, they put your bags on a conveyor belt and it takes it to whatever. I don't really know what happens after that. Um, They didn't do that. They basically took my bags and put them on this random cart. And I was I was nervous because I was like, where are who is taking my bags to the airplane? Like how this seems really sketchy. Like it was a bunch of bags on this cart. And the bags were all going to different planes. And like, I was just like, this is, so I was fully prepared to not have my bags, but I was too tired to really think about it. Um, Barely made it to my gate before boarding, which is annoying because I got to the airport. Anyway, I got there so early just for this all to happen. Um, So I'm on my flight, pass out. It's an hour flight. So I couldn't even sleep really. Like I was, anyway, I got to the airport, went through customs. And then it came time to get my bags. I am so grumpy at this point. Like, I don't want to talk to anyone. The prospect of getting to a summer program and having to talk to people and meet people was making me sick. I, like, did not want to see anyone for the next week because I was so tired and, oh, it was, I was not in a good state. Um, And I was waiting for my bags on this conveyor belt. There were, like, five different flights that were sending their bags to this belt and so there were a bunch of people just waiting for their bags I stood there for 45 minutes and I was right when I was about to be like okay my bags are probably lost my bags came out um but at that point I was so annoyed that I wasn't even happy (laughs) So I get my bags and then basically Oxford does not have an airport and you have to take this one hour coach ride from the airport to Oxford, from the London airport to Oxford. Um, My coach ride was delayed a lot and it took a really long time for some reason. So So I finally get to Oxford and I'm really tired. And then when I got to campus and I showered and I slept a little, like it was fine. And I'm realizing that that travel story could have been a lot worse, but I was just really freaking tired the whole time. And so I was miserable and annoyed. Um, So that was one low moment. Um, But honestly, all the traveling I've done in the past month, like that was the worst of it. So I'm grateful that it happened before, like it happened leading up to a time where I could really settle down and unpack. Um, 
so that was good um i would say another low moment is just i mean i've been having a great time meeting people it's literally it's been like three days but i'm already feeling a little tired so there have been times where i had to go back to my room and like sit down for a little bit um and it's really reminding me of the beginning of freshman year when you just meet a bunch of people and then like you have very similar conversations and then you get tired and then you go back to your room and you're tired um so it's really reminding me of that but I've been having a lot of fun I've just it has been tiring but I know that this is just a natural part of the beginning of any program or school year or whatever so very grateful to be here um and quickly to wrap up this section um highlights include finally making it to Oxford um, participating in a formal dinner, which is a tradition at Oxford where they serve you a three-course meal with drinks and you dress up and you sit in this really fancy Hogwarts-esque dining hall. That was really fun. Um, and it was really fun to be able to dress up and just see everyone. Um, and the food was actually really good. Um, I had two of my classes. I'm only taking two classes. Um, but I had two classes. I've had two classes so far. Uh, at Oxford, I'm doing cognitive neuroscience and forensic linguistics, both of which have been really interesting, so I'm excited for that. Um, I've been settling into a routine, which has been amazing. Um, and then my last highlight, which is kind of weird, is I keep seeing the number 11. And I, I had this period... I don't remember when, but it's happened to me before where I just keep seeing the number 11. And like, it's often for time. Like I always glance at the clock when it's like 3-11, 2-11, 8-11, whatever. Or it's for, like it's, it's random things. I can't explain it. And I don't know if it's just that I'm noticing it more or if I'm actually seeing the number 11 more. But I know that that's good luck, I think. So hopefully... It actually does mean good luck because it's been happening a lot and it has happened to me before. And the, the the time it happened before, I remember recognizing it and then I stopped seeing the number 11 for a little bit and now I'm seeing it again. And I don't know what that means. If any of you guys know what that means, please let me know. Um, but I'm going to consider that a highlight. I think that's it for my intro. I'm sorry for rambling. Um, but without further ado, let's get on to the first segment about solo travels and loneliness versus independence. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about in regards to solo travel are the challenges of it. Um, because it's I'm not going to sit here and be like, it was a perfect experience. Like, no, traveling alone is hard at times. And there are times where you really wish you were with someone else um but yeah I, I just I want to acknowledge that it is hard <laughs> um and I have a few challenges li listed out the first being I don't know why but it's so tempting when you're traveling alone to to not do things sometimes like it's very tempting to just lie in your bed and stay in your hotel room all day because like you don't really feel like you're missing out on as much when you're alone if that makes sense um it's really easy to just keep lying in your bed when you have no one to like to be like hey like let's let's go do this um and so sometimes I found myself getting back. I would wake up in the morning. I'd go out in the in, in the morning. I'd do my thing. And then I'd come back late afternoon, early afternoon. That's usually when I was like, okay, I need to take a break. But I would want to just lie in bed and like sleep um, for the rest of the day. Um, and I had to really fight that sometimes. I was like, no, Emily, like you were in this city. You were going to get out and you were going to, you're going to, you're going to explore, like you're going to walk to a castle, you're going to go to eat dinner, like you're going to do all these things, which I did want to do, but I found myself wanting to stay inside sometimes. And I think it's because 
of I, I get in my head like you get you really get in your head and you're kind of like why am I traveling alone like what am I what am I doing and then you get scared and then so it's really easy to to want to just be inside and not leave but if you I mean there are times where like you should want to leave your room but there are times when you're not going to want to and if it's a time like if you are properly rested and if you if you really can go out like you you should force yourself and that's what I had to do I had to force myself to go out sometimes um so that was one challenge the second challenge was getting insecure of being judged um I actually I I didn't feel a lot of explicit spoken judgment but I felt a lot of let's just say as I was walking down the street and I don't know if it's because I'm alone or if it's because I was like the only Asian American in Prague or if it's because I'm a girl like I don't know what it was but when I was walking down the street I got a lot of stares um a lot of people just looking at me weird and like not even like like all kinds of people all ages all genders like everyone was looking at me and at first I was really insecure and I was like wow I really wish I was with someone right now because it doesn't feel great to be stared at um but I I kind of learned how to tune it out and I would just put in music or I'd just look forward and try to ignore them um but I did get lots of stares and I am gonna say it's because I was walking alone as a girl in a city um and I did feel insecure and that was part of the reason why I didn't really want to leave as much but I realized nine times out of ten like they're not going to do anything like they're not going to hurt me they're just staring at me like that's that's not going to hurt me and so I should just ignore them do my best to ignore them um, I also remember checking into my hotel in Prague and the man at the reception, he, he had an interesting reaction to me saying that I was checking in for myself, like checking in alone. Um, I remember him being like for one person and I was like, yeah, and he, he gave some weird reaction. Um, and that made me a little insecure at first, but then I was kind of like, I don't, it doesn't matter. Like. I'm never gonna see this man again um and i just i just brushed it off so i think also luckily prague is not really a place where teens go or like younger people go like i saw a lot of older people but i i think if i was somewhere like mykonos or i don't know a place where younger people tend to gravitate it would have been easier to feel judged just because like I feel like if I saw people my age and they were all with their friends and I was alone like I would feel weirder and more insecure but because I was just with old people like I didn't really care as much I mean they did still stare at me and I did feel insecure at times but it wasn't as bad um so yeah that was one of the challenges another challenge is you feel FOMO in a really weird way and I talk about FOMO a lot because I think it's it's a very interesting psychological tendency of people. Like you always feel like you're missing out when most of the time you're not really missing out on anything. Um, but I felt FOMO in a weird way because I was kind of like, there were times where I was like, is there something wrong with me? Like at this stage of life, I should be traveling with other people, not alone. Like I, I shouldn't be alone right now. I should be experiencing the city with other people. Um, but I thought about it and I was like, well, I have experienced other cities with other people. Like I just, I just came from traveling with people for an entire month like I there's nothing wrong with me and also if I were to have been alone like that's not weird because I spend I'm a college student and I spend so much of my time around other people and this is not weird to be doing this alone for myself for like four days like it's not weird it's four days in the grand scheme of your life but I still felt I felt FOMO um, at times, but I think that the process of getting over that FOMO really strengthened me. <laughs> um, and it, I, I realized like, this is something I'm doing for myself and I am not gonna let this FOMO like prevent me from really enjoying this experience.
The next challenge um, is that nighttime can be a bit unsettling and scary. Um, I, in my Uber from the airport to my hotel in Prague, I was asking the Uber driver because he's from Prague. I was asking him for recommendations and then I asked him, I was like, is it safe? And he, I mean, this was really weird because he almost wanted me to walk alone at night. Like he was, he was like, it's fine. Like it's super safe. Like you should walk alone at night. And like, I, I, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I mean, it's probably safe and it's probably fine for me to walk alone, um, in the touristy areas at night simply because there's so many tourists out. But I think, I thought it was weird that he was advocating for me to walk alone. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to like purposely go out alone at night, but Anyway, I say all that to say there were times where I was alone in my hotel and I was a bit unsettled, Um, but what really helped me was just um, like watching YouTube or Netflix or journaling, listening to music. I took a bath, um, talking to friends back home. Like I, at night, I, I really, like I did experience a bit of uneasiness Um, but as I kept having nights alone, it got better. It definitely got better. But in the beginning, it was a bit scary. Um, but I was, I was being safe. I wasn't purposely going out alone at night. I honestly didn't really go alone at night at all. Um, but if I were to, I would have felt fine because I was in a very touristy area of Prague. Um, and so there were a lot of people out at night and there were a lot of lights and stuff and a lot going on. So I wouldn't have felt unsafe. The final challenge, which is going to segue into the benefits of traveling alone, um, is loneliness. And that's inevitable. Like, if you're alone all the time, you're going to feel lonely. Um, And I think loneliness is a very normal thing to feel. But I think that sometimes it's easy to mistake independence for loneliness. Like you think you're lonely, but you're not feeling lonely. You're feeling, at least for me, sometimes I think that I'm, I don't like being alone and and that I'm lonely, but in reality, I'm learning and growing and I'm, I'm building a sense of independence. And that's, I think, that's what I think the, the value of traveling alone is and I think that the line between being lonely versus being independent is is blurry because people will be like okay if you're too independent you're probably just lonely all the time but that's that's not true that's really not true you can be independent but still have a lot of friends still have a giant support system and I often find that it's when you're the most independent that you have the best support system because you just feel more trust in the people around you and you feel you feel more grounded in your relationships because you have this sense of independence and that's something I really want to work on this year it's something that I think I have been working on it's something that I've lost it's something that I I really regressed in Um, I think I was, I reached this height of independence, um, and, and sense of self a few summers ago, the summer leading to my freshman year at Harvard, because I was spending so much time alone because it was COVID. Um, but there have been periods where I've lost that sense of independence. And now I think I'm in this period where I'm slowly regaining it. And I think that's, I'm so grateful to be able to to say that. Um, I think either end of the spectrum, like being super super lonely and 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 not seeing anyone, I don't think that's that's good. But I also don't think it's good to to purposely seek out one's company just for the sake of being with someone. Um, and and before I really get in to to the benefits of traveling alone, I want to say that being able to travel alone is a blessing. 
first, obviously, being able to travel is a blessing, um, being able to have the resources to do so and the opportunities and the time is a blessing. And I'm, I'm really grateful that I was able to do this. But having the mental capacity and the strength to do it is a blessing. Like, even if you're considering traveling alone, like that shows strength because some people genuinely cannot be alone. Like they just can't. Maybe something bad happened where they have uh, like trauma associated with being alone or maybe they just are really insecure and so they can't be alone. But I think if you're even considering being alone, for me at least, it shows that I'm comfortable enough with my present relationships and I'm trusting enough in my present relationships that I can take a step back and do this for myself and trust that those relationships are not going to falter because I'm doing this for myself. I don't know if that makes sense, but me being able to say, I have all these great friends, like I have all these people who love me, who I love, I'm gonna do this for myself in order to work on myself because I think in the long run, it's gonna help my relationships and myself more. Like me being able to do that and knowing that my friends and and everyone and my family and everyone like, knowing that they will support me and knowing that they will still be there is a blessing. And I think that anyone in healthy relationships and anyone who who can't afford to travel alone should do it. There's obviously the case of traveling alone because something bad happened with a relationship or traveling alone because people have hurt you or you need to work on yourself because you're really hurt. I think that's great, but I also think that that can lead to some that's tricky because I don't think that you should you should never do things out of spite and or out of defense in my opinion, and I don't think I don't think shutting yourself off and being completely alone because you've been hurt is the right way to respond to it. I think that might be controversial because I mean, there's a whole entire movement of like, oh, if people hurt you, like, like just like completely spend time alone and like show that you can you can be self sufficient, self sufficient, like you can do things for yourself. I think there's a I think there's a line. I think there's I don't think the full extreme is good, um, and I think I I try to travel alone for the reason of working on myself, and I I only really do it when I and I'm comfortable enough in my present relationships where I can really take a step back um I don't know if you guys agree on that or if that made sense but that's my opinion I don't think I think if I think if I was hurt or if I felt betrayed by friends or if I felt unhappy with my social relationship like I don't think I would completely shut myself off from people because for me, I don't think that would work. For some, it may. For me, I don't think it would work. Um, and so I guess what I'm trying to say is that I am trusting enough in my present relationships and friendships where I could I could really step back and do this for myself and know that it was going to be fine and know that they would still be there and know that they're supporting me and yeah just wanted to say that before i get into really dive deep into the benefits of being alone and traveling alone um um now i'm gonna get into the benefits of traveling alone the first one is i i touched on this but it really gives you a sense of independence and confidence um, because, you know, in my, in my earlier episode, I was talking about how you start to figure things out for yourself and you realize that things aren't as difficult as you thought. Um, and so when I'm navigating public transport by myself, when I'm doing all these things alone, checking in a hotel, X, Y, Z, like planning a trip, booking a tour, doing all these things, like I feel very empowered, um, and that might sound dumb to some of you guys, but I I realized that I can figure things out on my own and I don't necessarily need other people. Um, and it's also, it does, it's not even just the logistic stuff. It's also 
the mental and emotional part of traveling like I if I'm ever feeling anxious or if I'm sad or if I'm whatever I really in the moment I mean I can call friends and I can call people later but usually in the moment I only have myself when I'm traveling alone and you really have to learn how to be there for yourself how to fend for yourself how to comfort yourself and how to really find ways to escape on your own and that's really what I think establishes that sense of independence and confidence um like I can I can comfort myself I can do it myself I can figure it out myself um and I think again to talk about the extremes like I don't think you should be completely self-reliant I think I mean we're a natural like as a species we're supposed to form relationships with other people we're supposed to rely on other people for support but if the majority of your support and your emotional comfort is derived from other people you never really live for yourself and you never really do things for yourself and you're never really whole um and it's that cheesy saying of like you need to love yourself before you love other people or you need to be you know you need to figure yourself out before you figure before you fully invest in other people but it's so true and it's one thing that i learned in college like if i'm not feeling like i'd be the best friend in at this particular moment in time like i am not going to try to force it and i'm not going to like sometimes you're just tired or you're busy and you know that you need time alone and you will not be the best person or the best type of friend and when that happens that should be a signal to step back and to focus on yourself for a little bit um, rather than forcing yourself to go out and you just end up miserable and even more burnt out and and more tired so um i think traveling alone obviously is a very extreme case of doing things for yourself but it, it does work and i i do think it has worked for me like i have really practiced what it's like to comfort myself and what it's like to be there for myself um and it's something that i think everyone should work on the next benefit is i think this might be the most drastic change um or contrast between traveling alone and traveling with others but you conserve a lot of emotional and mental energy and what i mean by that is that when you're traveling when you're walking when you're trying to figure out what to do where to eat decisions are made in your head and on your own um i have a lot of internal conversations with myself where i'm like okay, well, I could go to this coffee shop, but I also just had coffee, so maybe I should eat food, but also I'm not very hungry and my stomach hurts, but oh, I also kind of want to work out, but I do want to see um, this museum, blah, blah, blah. And I have these decisions in my head versus if I was with friends, I would be having this decision out loud. And no matter who it is, it could be your significant other, your best friend, someone you don't know that well, like whoever it is, those kinds of conversations are tiring time after time, like trying to figure out what to do because people, most people have preferences. Um, there are some people who are totally chill with anything, um, which I actually think that people who are chill with anything and have no opinions are also hard to deal with over time um, because then you you feel like you're kind of just like doing everything and dragging them around. Um, and sometimes I almost feel guilty when I'm, the person making all the plans because I'm like you can tell me your opinion um but if the other person has a lot of opinions that's also difficult to deal with so like no matter who it is unless you guys have the same exact preferences there's gonna have you're gonna have to have some sort of conversation while traveling and in my opinion those conversations are very draining and I don't like having them um and I'd much rather have them in my head. And you can, when you're alone, like you make these decisions in your head, last minute changes are easy because you deal with them internally. Quick thinking is easy. You don't have to like consult another person. Like you just consult yourself inside and like yeah, that conserves so much energy. 
Um, you can do whatever you want to do. If you don't like museums, you don't have to go to a museum. Um, if you don't particularly like coffee, like you don't have to wake up in the morning and get coffee. But if you want to get coffee, then you can. Like it doesn't really like you're on your own. You can do whatever you want. You're on your own schedule. Um, if you're tired, you can go back to your bed in your hotel room and just chill silently without feeling the need to entertain anyone or put up a front or force yourself to go out. And if you want to go out, you can go out. Like, I love that about traveling alone. And I think traveling with other people, this aspect of like having to kind of, you kind of, your energy almost has to synchronize. Like your schedule has to synchronize. Your preferences have to synchronize in a way. I think that is very valuable about traveling. And I think that's what makes travel bond people. But I think the lack of that is what makes solo travel so valuable. Um, and for me, it's what makes it a lot easier. And I really, like, when I got to Prague, I was just doing whatever I wanted to do. And I wasn't really tired. Like, I, I, did, I wasn't getting tired by these kinds of conversations. Um, maybe I'm just like I don't know if this aspect of traveling with people like is tiring to others maybe it's just me but in my opinion I really like being able to do whatever I want um and I think that's one thing that I really that's one thing that I really like about spending time alone period like not even just while traveling um like you can do whatever you want you can act however you want you don't have to put up a show for anyone um the next benefit of traveling alone is you become super observant of your surroundings and of other people um because you're just with yourself and so you're not really invested in a conversation you're having or um you're not invested in any sort of company like you're just by yourself and when I was eating alone at cafes or restaurants like I was people watching a lot um and I I found that so interesting because like when you're alone like you don't even realize how much you miss out on when you're with other people um and I loved just sitting at a cafe and drinking my coffee and eating my food and looking around and noticing things about people and kind of like observing group dynamics and observing that the way the city would work, observing the, the overall environment and the energy of the place. Like I really, really, really loved just sitting there. And like, I, I think I'm a naturally very observant person. Like I would consider myself to be pretty socially perceptive. Um, but it, that I think that's only heightened when I'm alone. So that's something. And I think that for people who aren't naturally observant, like I think traveling alone could actually be really good because it almost forces you to, it forces you to be observant um, because you kind of have to, like you have to immerse yourself in your surroundings. Like you don't have any sort of distraction. It's just you and what's around you. And I think it's a great opportunity to, practice observation and to people watch. Um, my next benefit is related to what I was saying, but it allows you to appreciate the beauty of the place you're traveling to. Because when you're alone, you're not wrapped up in the group dynamic. You're not wrapped up in the friend dynamic. You're not wrapped up in um, whether you're being a good conversationalist or um, I find that social anxiety and insecurities and jealousy, like all of these things that are pretty prevalent when you're with other people. Um, I mean, not always, like if you're in good company, like obviously none of this applies, but there are times when you're with people, like no matter who it is, where you do feel insecure or you do feel like super, like maybe the group dynamic or the relationship dynamic just like isn't like it's not good at the moment and so you're like super insecure about that and like these kinds of things like these feelings this anxiety and the jealousy and the insecurity like throughout life it, it causes you to miss out on the beauty of life and beautiful aspects of life like I notice that when I'm feeling more anxious or sad like I don't appreciate little things as much like I I, 
I just like it's almost like I get tunnel vision and I'm only thinking about this one thing that I think is like the end of the world when it's really not. Um, and so when you're with other people, like sometimes that can really distract you from what, from where you are. So when I'm traveling alone, like I don't, I'm obviously not wrapped up in that because I'm just by myself and it's easier to be fully present when you're alone, in my opinion. Um, and I found myself just like really really appreciating the little things when I was alone I was like wow like um I love the way that this street was built like I love the cobblestone um I love the weather right now I really love the energy of this cafe um I love the skyline like things that are you can appreciate them with other people but when you're alone like you appreciate them by yourself and you're making memories for yourself and it's such a different I think that if I had gone to Prague with people I would have had such a different perspective of the city but because I went alone I I saw it only through my lens like I wasn't affected by other people's reactions like if I was with a friend who was like oh I don't really like Prague like I probably would have been affected by that a lot but I made my perceptions on my own. I made memories on my own and I'm really proud of that and I'm never going to forget that. Um, The next benefit is it teaches you how to ask for help and how to advocate for yourself. Asking for help is a very important life skill that people don't really talk about. Um, I used to be scared of it, um, particularly in an academic sense and I've talked about this numerous times, but I used to be scared of asking for help in school because I thought that it meant that I was dumb. Um, and it, it, that's just not the case. And once I started asking for help, I realized how great it is. Like I realized how important it is when you're traveling. Obviously, you're not asking for academic help, but you're asking for directions. You're asking for recommendations. You're asking for the best way to get around the city. Um, I love asking my Uber drivers or my cab drivers for recommendations. And if I'm lost, like I asked someone, I was trying to get from Oxford to London and I was alone and I didn't know how to do, or London to Oxford. I was alone. I didn't know how to do it. I asked this random worker and he was really helpful. And like people are often more friendly than you think and more willing to help than you think because like if they were in your situation, I'm sure they would want help. Um, If they're unfriendly, then that's on them. But most of the time people, people help you and I've really learned how to kind of break that barrier of fear um, because I like approaching strangers and asking for help is should not be that scary because you're never going to see them again. But if you have social anxiety or if you are used to just other people helping you or like if you're used to having things done for you, like asking for help is not a natural thing and that's okay. It's just the way you were raised. It's just your personality type. But as I've done more things alone, as I've been alone more in foreign countries, asking for help is really important and advocating for yourself is really important. Like um, I used to be the kind of person who if I was at the restaurant and I got the wrong meal, like I wouldn't say anything. But I've started saying things and I think there's a polite and respectful way and correct way to go about it. I think there's a really wrong way to do it. And as someone who did work in food service at Blue Bottle, like there are people who ask and approach you with problems in a very rude way. And I'm not I'm not saying advocate for yourself in that sense, but there is a way to speak up for yourself in a way that's polite. Um, and I've learned how to I've learned how to do that and it's something I'm still working on but uh, yeah I used to just let things slide and like it depends it's I mean it depends on the context like certain things don't really matter like um but if it's a big thing and I was this is really dramatic but I was quote wronged like I I before would have never said anything but I think while traveling alone, like I realize, like you have to fend for yourself. Like you have to do it yourself because no one's going to go out of their way and and be like, oh, just checking, like, is your meal correct or like something like that. Um, and so you learn how to ask for help, how to advocate for yourself, and that grows your independence and sense of confidence overall. Um, the next thing is pretty obvious, but traveling alone gives you time to recharge and reflect. Um, when I was 
alone in my hotel room in Prague, this is when I had this sort of vision for unfiltered. This is when I was like, I'm going to upload every week. I'm going to be uploading about things I actually care about. I'm going to be revamping this podcast. I wrote down a bunch of things that I was just really reflecting on on that trip. And I'm really excited about all of this, by the way. Um, I'm also redesigning a cover. Um, my friend Jane O, who's been on this podcast before, is drawing a graphic design for me. And I'm really excited. I don't know when it will be ready, but hopefully soon. Um, this is when I did a lot of thinking about my life. I did a lot of thinking about my re- my relationships, my friendships, my role in other people's lives, um, how I was living my life at the moment, whether I was happy about it, um, my purpose, my identity. Like I thought about all these things and like I, I, it was good. Like I think sometimes thinking and reflecting can be a lot. Um, but actually like when I was doing it in Prague, it was, it was really good and it was healthy. Um, and I just thought a lot and I was reflecting and then like being alone, you're recharging, you're recharging that social battery. Um, and I, I loved it. And I, I almost wish I could have another week of that. Um, but I know I had my time and I'm fortunate enough to have my own room at Oxford because interestingly, Oxford believes that students if they have roommates are not able to perform their best academically and so most people get their own rooms and bathrooms um which they're kind of right but that's also very extreme but anyway um I'm lucky enough to have my own room and so I do spend time alone at night um and I think if I had gotten here and had a roommate like I would be overwhelmed really fast but now that I have my alone space like this is actually really nice um and in a sense it is kind of like traveling alone because I'm still on my own for a the nighttime and, and other parts of the day, like when I'm working out. Um, but I really do think that traveling alone let me recharge and reflect in the best way possible. The next thing that I think is a huge benefit of traveling alone is it satisfies any craving for silence. Um, life, especially college, is full of distractions, noise, clamor, busyness, like so much notifications, screen time, like so many things. And sometimes you just need quiet. Like sometimes you just need it. And sometimes I really crave it. And I needed it. By the time my solo trip came, I needed silence. And I got it. And I really, really immersed myself in that silence. Um, I think sometimes I'm like, I need silence and then I spend time alone and then I just fill the silence. Like I fill it with music or a podcast or calling a friend or X, Y, Z social media. But I tried in Prague to not do that. Um, I tried to just have it be me and myself and the silence in the city and that was one of the challenges at first because I wanted to be listening to a podcast. I wanted to be calling people like I wanted to whatever, but I made myself really soak up that silence and it did wonders for me. Um, like I am just so like naturally I love doing my own thing and the silence for me was just like a symbol of doing my own thing, if that makes sense. Um, and so it really satisfies that craving. I don't know if I could do like a month of traveling alone. I think that's a little extreme. I think my cap is probably like a week, honestly. Like two weeks is even pretty long um, because I do love being around people and I do love traveling with people. But I think a week of silence is good and I do I am really glad I did it. My last benefit, this has been a really long episode, but I just have a lot to say, is it teaches you a lot about yourself. And I say this about every single thing. I I always manage to talk about this in my episode. I'm like, XYZ teaches you a lot about yourself, but it really does. And um, I'm not going to get into what I learned about myself because you guys don't care. And I've already kind of talked about it before. Um, But it teaches you a lot about yourself. And Basically, I hope that this episode has inspired some of you to do a solo trip. 
Um, and it doesn't have to be like leaving the country or leaving the state. Like your solo trip can be a walk to the park or a trip to a cafe or a drive around your neighborhood. Like it, it can be something really small. Um, it could even be a solo staycation, like staying home for a little bit. Whatever it looks like for you, I hope you guys are taking time to recharge, to reflect, um, to spend some time alone, to spend some time in silence away from distractions. If that's not a possibility for you at this present moment because of whatever reason, it does not matter what the reason is, that's okay. And don't be hard on yourself. Like If you genuinely cannot be alone, that's okay because I went through that. I couldn't be alone. And the solution wasn't to force myself to be alone, cold turkey. Like I, I had to slowly work on being alone. Um, and so just be kind to yourself. Um, but for those of you who are curious about traveling alone, do it. Just do it. Um, it's a transformative, not the transformative experience, but it is a transformative experience. And I think that this is something that I'm going to continue to do throughout my life. Even if I have a family and I have a job, like I will take time to do things by myself. Um, and throughout college, I will keep doing this. I actually, I this is my second. So I did a solo trip to New York at the end of my freshman year. And that was really, really eye-opening because it was my first time traveling alone. This second time was even more eye-opening. And so I'm just going to keep planning these. Like I'm going to keep doing it. Um. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I had fun recording it. If you stayed till the end, thank you. Like this is, this is a lot. Um, but I know some of you who do listen to the end and that's amazing. And I am honestly so grateful that people keep listening. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this summer series. I am having a great time here. I'm going to hit the hay. Oh my God. I cannot believe I just said that phrase. That was embarrassing. Anyway, I'm going to go to bed um, and I hope you guys are having an amazing week. Take care of yourselves. Um, Yeah, I will see you guys next week for next week's episode. But thank you for continuing to listen and support. It means the world. And thank you again. (laughs) Bye.